you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. The Around the NFL podcast has its swagger back. Welcome back to another edition of the Around the NFL podcast. My name is Dan Hansis, and I am joined by a room filled with heroes, Mark Sessler, Chris Wessling, and Greg Rosenthal. What's up, boys? Hey, Dan. What is happening, fellas? <laughs> An audio-only show, is that correct? For the that, is, that is true. A little bit of housekeeping here. We do three shows a week. We're in the season now, so we'll have a show on Sunday nights, right after the game. Nobody else in the business is doing it. Nobody's coming close to it. Greg's now going to say, well, actually, there are others that do it. But they don't do it well. And that's an important distinction. No, we're better than all them. Sunday night show we have. (laughs) Then we're going to have a show on Tuesday and a show on Thursday. And the Tuesday show will be audio only. So if you're looking for us on YouTube, uh, you won't find the Tuesday show. But the other two shows, you'll find... On YouTube, go to the NFL channel and search around the NFL. Around the NFL, yes, what? Thursday show will actually be like overnight Friday, right? It'll be up after the Thursday night game, right? Uh, on the East Coast, it'll essentially be hitting Friday morning after the Thursday night, an hour, hour or two after the Thursday night game ends. It's gonna be exciting. We have our own playlist on YouTube, so you can like check that out, so you don't miss any. I mean, we're taking over. Mark, your thoughts. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's, you know, the idea of an audio-only show is good. It's a nod to our original listener group, but you guys are looking very frisky, very attractive today, so, uh, you know, the viewer loses. I've got a hat on, TD. Can't take it away from me. (laughs) He's not even here. So we are, this is now week one. The countdown is on. Uh, We are, what, 48 hours away from actual football accounts, less than 48 hours away, when the Pittsburgh Steelers travel to Foxborough to face the defending champion New England Patriots. So we're going to get into that game. We're going to preview the Thursday night football affair. Uh, we will also hit some you know, some relevant news uh, going on in the NFL because there is some stuff cooking as we head towards a full slate of action, Greg. 32 teams, 16 <laughs> games. Plus you get the extra Monday night game this week, which I like. You love the extra, the late Monday oh, yeah. night game. Put a couple Monday night games everywhere. I like to spread. Well, that it goes well, it's to not my, the Chargers and Raiders for once. Well, it goes to my whole theory, which my schedule proposal was have a NFL game every day once the season starts. 
like the preseason. No days off. Just at least one game a day. Could be two, two or so. You could, you could figure it out. Just do it every day. I'm just spread impressed. them out. I'm impressed that you get to have a <laughs> schedule proposal. I was going to say, what's your platform? Well, Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> I sent it out on Twitter. People like it there. And that way, like, wouldn't you be happy to just watch a little Chiefs Texans on Tuesday night? You know, but but otherwise it's going to get lost in the ether. No one's going to see that game. And then uh, finally, and this is important, our latest edition of Go Get My Lunch, you know, buddy. <laughs> More uh, appropriate. So first we're going to recap our preseason wagers, uh, propositions, excuse me, uh, go over them. And then after we do that, we're going to then get into our regular season proposition. So we'll go around the horn a couple times, maybe three times. Uh, let them all get out there, and those who haven't, you know, listened to the show before or watched the show before, uh, we put them out there. Predictions. If if someone challenges us, that's it. A sandwich is on the line, and then these things can. I I could speak from experience how things worked in the draft. That this can spiral quickly against you if you have a bad uh, round of prognostication. Mm. Uh, but a little teaser: the old Zeuser strikes back in the uh, preseason edition. Well, it's ebb and flow. You're going to go back down again very soon. Well, well, that would be in line with what you did from the draft into the preseason. So, Those yes, we're going to get <laughs> all into it. Uh, a lot to get to. Behind the glass today, we have uh, the man, the myth, the legend. He is the Irishman, Brandon McGinnis. How are you, buddy? I'm just happy to be here on an audio only because you guys are in a great mood. Mm. What, are, what are you implying about the Wait, video? Wait, are you being sarcastic? Sure. No, not at all. No. You guys are just, just in a great mood. We, we taped some VODs. And yeah, there, we're going to have some it. game previews that will be up on NFL.com that have a, a little hint of uh, ridiculousness to them. Take us outside <laughs> the, the room, outside the box, and, and tell our listeners and engage with them and explain what a VOD is. Uh, it's a video on demand. Uh, and the only reason I know that is I heard TD say it about three hours ago. Where could it be found? It's going to be actually on the .com. So if you click on That's your good. little... Uh, the game preview, if it's Chiefs-Texans like Greg is excited for, the video will be in there. Very good. Good callback. Brandon, good work. You're a, you're a good man. Let's do some news. I wish you weren't a liar. <laughs> Beautiful. Well, that's, a, that's a good way to get into this uh, first report. You know, I thought that we were past Spygate. You know, I thought Spygate was gone and, and gone and buried. You know, we had Deflategate, which obviously, as Wes and I can attest, that's a very fiery, passionate uh, news story in the NFL. But there was a report that came out in ESPN, <clears throat> excuse me, on Tuesday by Outside the Lines, which is, you know, a respected news brand off uh, the Bristol machine. And the, <laughs> the Outside Line report uh, dives deep into the Spygate video taping scandal of 2007 and makes the case that Roger Goodell's four-game suspension of Tom Brady this offseason was seen by some owners as a, quote, makeup call from Goodell. Roger Goodell, coincidentally, was on ESPN radio this morning and said he did not know, he has not read the report, he doesn't know anything about it, but as far as he knows, there is no connection between Deflategate and Spygate. And I'll tell you what, Chris Wessling, weren't you happy to be talking about this to lead off the show today? I am, actually, because it's pretty much exactly what I've been saying all along. The whole thing's been driven by paranoia. We couldn't, we couldn't punish you the way we wanted to punish you for Spygate, so we're going to punish you extra hard for Deflategate. I would read the Patriots' uh, response that they issued, but you can find it on NFL.com if you want. But I will give a teaser. It's long-winded, plays the victim card hard, and is very unbecoming. Well, it basically points out how the Boston Herald had to retract their... Spygate report 
that ESPN had to retract something they said about Spygate a couple weeks ago, implying that, you know, eventually this is going to be uh, a lot of retraction as well. I don't think that's going to happen in this case. And I thought, look, first of all, they should have put this out a day earlier so we had time to read it. I mean, you couldn't work today if you read this article and the Sports Illustrated article because Sports Illustrated also dropped uh, a hammer and which I actually found mm. their article a little more interesting than the outside the lines one. Didn't yeah. feel like as much of a stretch. And that was all about the paranoia, as you talked about, Wesleyan, of other teams, that whether it was founded or not, that they took extraordinary steps when they went to Foxborough to try to prevent the Patriots from doing things. And they did have some pretty good examples of, of, of why the teams were so worried. I think it was interesting, the timing of the SI article, the outside the lines ones, and Goodell all on the air claiming he'd never read anything all at the same time within hours of each other after what happened last week. And, you know, one of your points was that, by the way, every team's doing some of this stuff to some degree. I thought the overriding point with the sports, what they were trying to prove or show was that the Patriots are doing more to a higher degree. I'm not sure I completely bought into some of the stuff they came up with personally. Well, it's their reporting. It's the. It's just that I think the point is that the paranoia is is it completely baseless. It's a lot of. I don't think it's. I don't think it's baseless at all. But it's a lot of people off the record and a lot of people who lost to the Patriots in big games. And There's some sour grapes People from New England. I mean, well. even even the ESPN report tried to address that. That whether you know that they, these are from people that the Patriots have beaten, and they sort of put that part of the side into their article that that. You know, of course, there's been a lot of owners that wanted Goodell to take down Kraft uh, for what they believed was favoritism back when Spygate happened, and that because of the success that Brady and, and Kraft has had, that of, it's like any business. The, the guy on top is going to get a lot of people sniping at them. That, that, now, that doesn't mean they didn't have legitimate points right. to make. And, there, and whether or not this is all true or not, or if it's all, like Wes says, a paranoia that's swept up in the league. If, if nothing else, these reports, if the reporting is accurate, tells you that this is not just a media creation, the way the people, no, fans, and the media view the Patriots. It's it's pervasive within the NFL that these teams are are thinking that the, the Patriots are... they cheat to get by. That's what this is about. There was one great quote in the SI piece that talked about someone, a friend of Belichick, saying, back the truck up, because if you look at Bill Belichick, he is such a competitor. What he's going to do is he's going to look at the rule book and he's going to break down that specific rule and find the loophole and attack it because he looks for weakness in anything that... that can right. Help well, that was his win. defense to Spygate in the first place, was that, yeah, we did, we were taping them but as the rule, he thought as the rule read, it just meant that you couldn't use that information in the game that you were playing, that you could use it in the future, which if you go back through football history, wouldn't even necessarily be a crazy thing to think. Uh, one YouTube clip uh, that surfaced today among all this, and I'm sure it was from a Patriots fan or, or someone you know inclined to believe in Belichick, was John Madden um, broadcasting a 1992 game between the Cowboys and the Redskins. And he just said offhandedly, well, that's them taping, that's them doing their signals. And he's like, usually in a division game, you're going to have someone from your team taping anyone on the other side and doing their signals. That, that, and he just said that offhandedly, like, like, of course you do. If it's a division game, you're going to tape their signals. That's just par for the course. Not a small point here, but Belichick's penchant for pushing the envelope as far as he can on rules. His mentor, or his the guy he thinks is the most important figure in pro football history, is Paul Brown, who did the exact same <laughs> thing. And Al Davis, 
the most important figure in the 1960s and 70s did the exact same thing. Right, and it, it all depends what catches you know the public's fancy. I mean, some of the, the things that they've done in terms of moving their pace of play up as fast as possible, certainly uh, what they did against the Ravens last uh, year in terms of eligible receivers, the NFL said that was totally legal, but now they've changed the rules so it's not totally legal anymore. So I think it's looking for mm. those minute little advantages. And then going back to Deflategate, Roger Goodell, like we said, was on ESP, ESPN Radio on Tuesday. Uh, he said that he was open to adjusting his role in the NFL's disciplinarian system uh, following the lengthy appeals process uh, involving Tom Brady and the Patriots. His quote, we want to get a better discipline system. We're open to that. We've had several discussions with the unit on how to do that. And I would, I would think he would because the NFL keeps on getting smacked down and all these things. Something's got to change. But that was the other takeaway that I think we all did agree on last week was that the continued black eyes on the National Football League and these investigations, when anything that's taken outside of the in-house court system and put in a real court, they just get slapped down. And so, yes, they need to review. And if they don't, I'd have big questions why. Let's talk some football, okay? Please. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about a trade. The uh, Kristen Michael, a former Making the Leap candidate who never really took off with the Seahawks, couldn't find a niche behind Marshawn Lynch. Now he's a member of the Dallas Cowboys. The Cowboys traded for Michael in exchange for a conditional seventh round pick, which is pretty good value to get back on a trade for a guy that we all recognize to be hyper talented, if not somebody that hasn't put it together at this level yet. Right, Wes? Well, that's the price you pay for a player who's about to be released. Right. He wasn't going to make the team, apparently. Apparently not. And it's going to cost me two sandwiches. Oh! <laughs> a tease. You had, you had Kristen Michael and who was And who was Thomas it? Rawls making the final roster. Which was a, a very esoteric uh, go It was very life. esoteric. And also, if you remember, we quibbled over if whether it was if he survives cuts or if he makes yeah. it to the week one roster. That's why you bring... And he did survive initial cuts. That's why you bring with me with you to set up all the rules, because I'm going to look for it like Bill Belichick. Loophole. Any, any advantage that we could have gotten, we got it. So we have now we have Kristen Michael into a mix that includes Darren McFadden, Joseph Randall, Lance Dunbar. Uh, Greg, I'll ask you, do you think... Let's play the over-under game. Over-under carries Kristen Michael... 85. Oh, under. I I'm taking know. the over. That's a good number. He's wildly more talented than anybody else in that backfield. All right, I'm changing my mind already. Yeah. I was already thinking, though, like he leads the NFL in AT NFL mentions or posts or podcast discussions per carry all time. <laughs> he has 52 career carries. But that's what's so kind of enigmatic about him is that you go back and look nice at number word. one, what he accomplished in college. And it's insane. And the, hot, and the praise word. draped on him from people is just how talented he is. But then you look at John Schneider, who we all agree is fantastic at his job, decides that Fred Jackson at age 34 is more valuable mm. than Kristen Michael. Fred think, Jackson, the best pass-blocking running back of his generation. But that's points Kristen to what Michael, Michael, unreliable in pass protection. But that's what, what about points Frank to what Gore? Michael is not rounded out his game. Truth. That, he, Fred Jackson and Frank Gore are up there together, yeah. All right, you brought up you brought up Fred Jackson. Uh, the reason why Kristen Mike got traded is because the Seahawks, Beast Mode was involved. This is old boy uh, went out and signed Fred Jackson to a one year deal. Uh, and on top of it all, I don't know if we want to buy into this, but Pete Carroll said that Fred Jackson will quote play a lot in the season opener against the Rams. So, Mark, I'll start with you on this. Your thoughts about first of all Fred Jackson. A pretty nice situation, leaving Buffalo where he never made the playoffs, and now potentially having a real role in that offense. Do you see it? Well, it's two factors. It's what Chris just mentioned. He can pass block, which they couldn't get out of 
Kristen Michael. And secondly, he came in in one day. They said in one day he had absorbed mm. almost the entire playbook. He's a veteran. He's a genius. He's smart. He's reliable. And so he will <laughs> contribute. You don't, have to, you don't have to spend four weeks, you know, getting him involved. We believe weeks. that, by the way. He well, just, I know I coaches like, say positive things, but that sounds He was just like amazing. flipping it through, and all he needs to do is see it once, and it's committed to memory. Fred Jackson is a genius. From Co College. Same college as Marv Levy, who went on mm. to Harvard. That's where I'm sending my son. Uh, maybe he could absorb a playbook in 37 minutes. <laughs> well, maybe that's the difference between him and Michael. I don't know. I don't know anything about Chris and Michael, but a lot of times when I'm wondering, well, why didn't that player work out? It's about picking up the playbook. If only you had somebody in this room who wrote a high octane piece on Chris and Michael yesterday and could explain it. To that's too bad. We don't Please. have. Please. Oh, you, Wes, are you setting yourself oh, up? Go. I thought you were setting someone else up, but I guess you're just... This, I didn't even include this in my piece, but a lot, of, a lot of the bloggers and beat writers have noted that in three years, Kristen Michael never figured out how to carry the ball in his left hand. Mm. That he was a right-hand-only running back. But there's also the fact that Seattle Times had a really good article on this yesterday. Tom Cable's blocking scheme, zone blocking, he asked the running backs to trust that the hole will be there a split second before the hole's there. And Marshawn Lynch always trusts it and make the right decision. Kristen Michael didn't trust where to go when the hole opens. And that was a big problem, I think. Michael Robinson, the fullback for the Seahawks, who now works for us at NFL Media, says if this is an open competition, Kristen Michael will be the starter in Dallas. And it's because the offensive line in Dallas, he's never seen those kind of holes. He'll split. It's a much different kind of running game. Don't you think... If I had to guess now, I will go over 85 because I think I've said all along I think McFadden will fall by the wayside. I think Randall could kind of be the change of pace, 150 touches, and I think Michael could step it up once he. But this is how learns. insane everything. We're a month away from we were calling McFadden the next great thing. I never said anything. Well, no, I mean it's McFadden. not any one person. That's not so. that's not what we said. The next great thing. Well, no, it's that's just not that, what we said. That, that if they, not if, even close. If you believe, I'm not pointing just the U.S., but if you believe that McFadden's going to have this rebound with Dallas, I never did. Then I you think don't go get Kristen Michael. He stinks. That's true. The, the, the For a Michael conditional shows. seventh or round pick. Or Randall, any of them. Randall's I mean, going to be the week one starter, but they're going to they're gonna spread it around. They're All right, boys, it. let's move on. Let's talk little Jason Pierre-Paul. Uh, you know, the drama between the Giants and JPP is far from over. NFL media's Adidi Kinkibwala and Ian Rappaport reported Tuesday that Pierre-Paul, who, of course, lost his finger and uh, messed up his hand, jacked up his hand real bad on a, July 4th, thanks to a fireworks accident, won't be signing that $14.8 million franchise tag in the near future, uh, JPP's hand isn't quite ready uh, for a return, and he could be out a month, if not longer. Now, uh, let's let's piece this together a little bit. You heard you heard JPP didn't even go and visit the Giants until uh, Monday, and you heard positive reports, probably from his agent or whoever, like he's going to be ready soon. Then he meets with the doctors, and a day later we find out this guy's not even close to returning. So I'm starting to think, I don't know what we're going to get at all from JPP in 2015. No, he hasn't practiced football in a long time. And this, it's the millionth time we've heard a player be far more optimistic about his status. And if This is number one million. So if this was a video show, we would have confetti falling down, digital confetti. (laughs) So Brandon's off the hook. It'd be really, it'd be an exciting moment in the show. I, I just wonder, like, you're right. Is, a month, is it sounds like, is the minimum right now. What are right. they going to get a, out of JPP this year? And, of course, if you're a player, you're going to say, oh, I, I'm ready for the season because you're going you're gonna to be about to be paid $1 million per game almost. And now he's going to miss out on that money. I can't think of one thing about this defense that excites me. 
I can't think of one thing about the Jason Pierre Paul situation that causes me not to glaze over. Really? I mean, it's just boring the heck out of me with this whole story. I mean, the fireworks thing was exciting. Right. Since then, it's like, all right, he's not going to be on the field. Why do we keep updating him? I have a bit of a Sessler that we might not see JPP ever play for the Giants game. Mm. Like, this is going to lead to him not seeing a snap because his hand's so messed up and there's all this weird animosity between the franchise and player, and he's going to go elsewhere next year. And maybe elsewhere. Who knows if he plays again? I'm excited about the Giants' defense. You know, just, oh, really? to, just to see other teams play against them. You can see 40 <laughs> points a game when uh, Robert Ayers and Kerry Wynn are your defensive ends and John Beeson, you know, trying to be – it's just – it is a terrible-looking uh, defense. That means a lot of Eli to Odell to play catch-up. Steve Spagnuolo mm. could be – this could be the cherry – on top of his disaster. You really situation. have it out for Spags, by the way. How does this keep coming up? Hold on. What's, there's like a list of coordinators that Greg can't stand. Greg, you're Shula. so funny because you are still angry that he got so much credit for the 18-1 uh, season. And you're like, oh, he really got what was coming to him. He was a fraud. And you do not want to see him go that's, back to the Giants and put his career back on better, track. Better coach, Spags or John Fox? Oh, John Fox, definitely. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, Steve Spagnuolo was a key part of one of, of the worst five-year run in NFL history by any franchise. I mean, we always talk about who's had the most pain. I know the Rams won, won a recent Super Bowl, but that, those teams under Linehan and Spagnuolo were, were as bad as bad gets. You wouldn't only been worse. You wouldn't pee on Spags if he was on fire. That's not true. I've seen, I've seen some <laughs> things. You know some, my theory about you know, the Jeff, Jeff Fisher uh, reporter whisper? Yeah. Those are the guys that get, get me, and uh, Spagnuolo would be in that group. You know, he becomes friends with the reporters, doesn't get the I love Greg's So you're on to their jobs. games that no one else is on to? I'm on to it. I'm on to <laughs> it. Let's, uh, let's talk a little Browns. Let's head to the Browns corner uh, where we'll start. You know, they're missing their GM, Ray Farmer, four weeks for uh, Textgate. Is that what we want with Textgate? Sure. Textgate. Now they're going to be without their offensive line coach, Andy Moeller, indefinitely. The Browns announced Monday that Moeller has, has been suspended indefinitely, effective immediately. The team didn't provide any further details, but there have been reports uh, that it was an assault of some kind. Uh, this is the same Moeller that who's had some trouble before, a two-game ban for violating the league's conduct, personal conduct policy while with the Ravens in 2011. Um, that was a DUI charge. Now he's out of the picture again. Uh, Mark, uh, your thoughts? Well, I mean, it's this is goes beyond you know any one team. I think the league has made it clear what they feel about these kind of incidents. And if you're Cleveland, you it's it, a lot of people surprised that he was working again after all the off-field stuff that happened before. He's a talented coach who made a major mistake. From there is there is more information coming out, and I think Cleveland was right to get ahead of it and suspend him right away. In other Browns news, they had Terrence West, the third round pick running back last year, decided he wasn't going to make the team, so they traded him to the Tennessee Titans in exchange for a conditional 2016 pick. The team announced, um, and Terrence West will help out the Titans because David Cobb, uh, Cecil, your boy, uh, headed to Boomerang IR. Uh, with a foot injury? Is that what it is? I think it's a calf. IR boomerang. IR boomerang. What did I say? Boomerang IR, same thing. Yeah, it works. Works. Uh, so that that's what's going on with Mark. And, you know, or with the Browns. And I want to, you know, we don't talk about our personal lives too much on the podcast. We don't? Uh, well, not too much. We don't, <laughs> Unless least, you're Wes. At least, like, uh, <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. Wes is an exception. <laughs> uh, but I, I do think... 
this is not going to be a surprise to anyone in this room right here because we were all, we all lived it over the weekend. But there is um, an issue, a issue, uh, a potential uh, divorce or a separation of all Trial kind. separation. Trial separation. Trial separation of Mark Sessler and his beautiful, what, not wife, team, the mm. Cleveland Browns. And, you know, Mark, let me just let me just set it up. Mark started texting at all of us um, pretty <laughs> randomly over the weekend. It started with a text at 12.59 on Saturday p.m. I'm done with the Browns. They lack basic creativity. They lack risk-taking. I'm out. And then... Um, Oh, great. I'll just a couple more. I won't read all of them. It's not all of them no, are safe. I like them all. But uh, I, I like them all. these are these are. I'm just <laughs> basically cherry picking what's allowed without Brandon getting mad at us behind the glass. I am giving up on everything, which seems more uh, big than just the, bigger than just the Browns. I don't care about anything anymore. Uh, and then he took a picture. We have a new desk setups, and Mark took a picture of his desk. What's missing? My Browns helmet. Why? Because they can f off. Include, including thirty. Oh, then it was like he mentioned thirty years of unpoliced abuse as a reason why. <laughs> and uh, finally, any time and energy that would have gone to the Browns will now go to P90X, which is a, oh, a workout. Uh, Wait, keep it going. A workout machine of some kind. I'm gonna get a wicked tight body. F you, Browns. So, right, Mark, look. we throw it to you now. What is? What the hell is going on out look, here? It started with two things. Number one, and I, we, I'm not saying we all feel the same way about all these players, but when you have nothing going on in your offensive roster, and I, I liked the idea of Duron Carter. Oh, I knew okay? Duron Carter this, was this the is, heart of it. We tried to it's get not, to the bottom of it. It's not the heart. There's two points, and the second point was more, was more crushing for me, but Carter is someone they could have gotten for free. And they don't. You just you stick around. You have Marlon Moore at the song. bottom of your roster instead of Duran Carter. That makes sense to me. The Colts obviously don't know how to scout wide receivers, so why would they want him back? And secondly, you let Kristen Michael, who I wrote a huge making the leap thing on, because I do like Kristen Michael, another guy you could have had for nothing. And by the way, you want to be a run-heavy team? Evan Silva made a good point here. You want to be a run-heavy team, so you have two running backs on your roster and six offensive linemen. You could have had Kristen Michael, who at least is an interesting project. I get getting rid of Terrence West because he's a head case. But I don't like the fact that you get nothing in return when you're going to have injuries. Your second running back, Duke Johnson, has a concussion. You brought up... Well, they're uh, going to get another running back. Who? Someone. That's the thing. So you could have had Kristen Michael. I, and I think the frustration that I texted... Uh, every Browns fan has been there if you've been Right, but this was kind of out of nowhere after being a fan for 30 years, you say. There's some low-level players. Deron Carter. Most likely will never make any Kristen NFL Michael team. being the tipping point. Right, just what I'm about is odd. go out and prove your team. Right. They sign nobody. Let's ask, ask some questions. Basic questions. You are trial separation. You're going to take a year off from the Browns, you're saying. Uh, well, number one, there's no taking a year off because we cover them all the time. But I'm not going to. I'm going to be a roller coaster every Sunday where my heart is going up and down for a team that's going to win five games, probably. All right, let's canvas the room. Does any of the three of us believe that <laughs> at all? Not even a little bit. I well, be- I believe it less than if you hadn't even have said it. Because me- if you really had a chance to not care, you wouldn't be sending us texts all weekend. You another thing, Evan Silva probably wrote. You sent us some Roto World. Uh, post where they called the Browns a clown car, I believe, something to that effect. It was and you said, you know, in the past I would have cared about this, but now <laughs> I don't care. I don't have any problem with this. I, I acknowledge that I sound like a seventh grader uh, at the heat of the moment here, but that's where my heart is trapped in the seventh grade state of mind the last time they were good. Well, I've got some love, love advice for you. 30 years of abuse. Basically, you've been a battered wife. 
It's time to move on. It's time to start dating Tom Brady to make the Browns mm. jealous. In a way, I would he, see somebody. He already the did step out with Tom at the Super Bowl. Right. You've I mean, been, I got video shown evidence. Feelings. Yeah. So you've I'm shown feelings to... in that direction. Yeah. I would say, when you trial separate, sometimes you start dating yeah, other that's people. True. You need to. You need I to... think Tom Brady is is your sweetheart. I mean, I listen. I'm not going to change fundamentally. This is my team, but I'm taking a break. <laughs> How right, about so a dalliance? You don't question. want to be assigned to Browns games. You've no. made that clear. A dalliance. Here's the question. Will you watch Browns games, though? I will watch every team, and so I'll watch them during the week. But I no need to watch special... them on Sunday, where I'm trying to cover and write about the game, and I'm going all over the place. You won't watch I'm... the Browns on Sunday? No. Are, is well, it okay, because would... we've cycled this out because you did express a frustration that it was part of the show, is it okay to use this sound drop? You are a factory of sadness! doesn't affect me like, anymore. Let's say Browns, one and six, and I go, Bang! You are a factory of sadness. Browns two and eleven. I go bang. You are a factory of sadness. <laughs> Does that do anything? It means nothing to me. How about if later when we're doing go get my lunch, one of my uh, props is Austin Davis will start the most games at quarterback for the Cleveland. Browns I wouldn't this be year. surprised. He might be their best quarterback. All right, I won't throw it out there then. All right, so there you go. Mark is taking a year off. Well, it's not a trial con- separation. A trial, trial separation. separation. A conscious uncoupling with the Cleveland Browns. All brought upon by Chris Carter's son. <laughs> well, all right. It is. It is. It is. Sometimes it's you know when you get in an it's argument straw with, that broke with the camel's your, back. Your love. It's not based on what just happened. That's it's, a good point. Right? It's mm. something weird sets you off. Yeah. And you've had enough. It's like you. She didn't set the alarm for you, and you slept late, and that became that brought up the fact that you guys haven't been intimate in months. Well, she made herself saying? two pieces of toast and didn't make you. <laughs> We're talking about the Browns here, by the way. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So that's that's news to track. Throughout the season. I don't believe it for a I, second. I predict, should we go around the room and predict when this ends? Yes. I'm going to say uh, 11.47 a.m. Pacific time this Sunday when the <laughs> Browns have a four-point lead on the Jets. Hmm. Okay. I think because Mark is a man of principle, he doesn't want to seem weak. So he's going to make a point not to have it on a TV or a computer screen at work. Uh, on Sunday, but he will be stealing glances from one of the monitors, pretending he's not watching it, but he wills. But he will, because that means he was never out. Mark is not out. He's already in. Mm, I, out. I, I'm kind of a mixture between the two of you. He's not covering the Browns this Sunday. And he's a hard enough worker that he's going to be obsessed with these other games he is covering. That's so right. the feeling isn't going to come Sunday. It's going to come, I'm going to go <laughs> mid-October okay. on a random Sunday. He's just going to feel the okay. urge. To follow okay. the Browns. According to Mark, the Browns are going to lose 35-6 to 6 on Sunday. Well, listen, I just... That again, was another it's text. Messy. It's just a big, messy, messy old time right now, so... <laughs> All right, so there is, there's the big breaking news at Assessler Manor. All right, gentlemen, before we get to go get my lunch, uh, your butt, we will talk about the... A little preview... Is that not true? Is that no, true? I, it's, no, you're not allowed, not allowed to. to say anything. Let's talk about Thursday Night Football, the season kickoff event, the Pitts, Pittsburgh Steelers... At the New England Patriots, and you know, whenever I think about uh, Week One and uh, major ten-pole league events, I think Train is playing somewhere. They are; they're playing in San Francisco. That's beside the point. Um, but in New England, the Patriots defend their title. Greg, is your excitement at all tempered by all the stuff that's going on around the uh, this game? Whether no, it's a relief. Suspensions. It's a relief. From all that stuff, it's an ability to focus on the thing that we all love and why we have this job. I mean, 
I can't remember how, like I always get more excited for this game than any game all season. I guess maybe that should be obvious enough, but the week one Sunday is my favorite day of the year. And like, I remember being so excited for Steelers Dolphins one year. It just doesn't matter what the game is. And you know, Tom Brady's in it at least. It's, you know, you're, you're missing your boy Le- Le'Veon Bell and Martavis Bryant West, but Still, pretty good game. Just a minor thing. Yeah, when I think of two of our favorite AFC (laughs) teams, right? Two of the favorite. When they're fully stocked, yeah. Two of the best franchises of the last decade. When I think of ten pool events and showpiece games, I think of. Terrell Brown matched up against Darius Hayward Bay. Whatever, that's one I mean, match. come on. It's hard to get excited for this matchup. Oh, for are me. You, are you even being serious? You're not I being am being serious. serious. It's I'm very gonna be, hard. I'm going to be sitting I, across from you. You're going to be, like, all excited. We've gone suspension happy. Let's play Le'Veon Bell and Martavis Bryant. Here's something interesting. I'm looking at our NFL.com Game Center, and the top two rushers last season for the Patriots, Jonas Gray and Shane Vereen, both gone. Greg, who's going to be toting the rock? Well, and the starter game. for them, you know, throughout the payoffs, Legarrette Blunt. Uh, I think Deion Lewis is going to have a big factor in this game, West. I don't know if he's going to have a lot of carries. Might. Maybe I eight like carries, six, six. He catches. might find his. He might find a place in my starting lineup for fantasy PPR week. Wow. I think Roger Goodell will not be at this game, and neither will Pittsburgh's defense. Mm. <laughs> so you think this could potentially be a blowout? I don't know if it's I don't know about it. it's an all-out blowout because Pittsburgh's offense has got a, t- a lot of talent. But when I look at when I look at this game, it's like if the Patriots could prepare the way they did for the Super Bowl, when all that Deflategate stuff was blowing up in their face and their embarrassing series of press conferences, they can prepare for this. They don't care about all this other junk. They're going to be there. It's a home Had game. Had a terrible preseason, for what it's worth. New offensive it, it, line pieces. It's worth nothing though, and I'm not I'm not shooting your point down. But we get the preseason in New England couldn't mean less. How about Antonio Brown, 129 catches? Who's covering him? There are some things Malcolm to be Butler. worried about in New England. Malcolm Butler. Malcolm Butler, crazy. Terrell Brown. Are you worried Logan about Ryan. New England's offensive line? Stork has a concussion yeah. right now at center. He might not play. The line has not looked great. I think the Steelers' defense isn't going to be as bad as people think. I think it's a tough matchup. I mean, we all I had the Steelers as the best team in the AFC, ultimately, in my, in my power poll. So I, I think it's a tough matchup. I put them. absolutely zero stock in the Patriots' preseason struggles on offense. this We've seen the last three or four years, this offense is dynamite when Gronk is on the field, and they are mediocre when he's not on the field. Gronk will be there. Let's, let's go around the horn with score predictions. Mark. I will go Patriots 29, Pittsburgh 17, New England as the two best players on the field. Mm. Wes. Patriots 31, Steelers 17. Wow, we almost had the same exact bet there. I I like the Steelers a lot. I think they're the the best team in the AFC, but they'll get off too slow. So I think there's too much emotion for the Patriots right now in a good way. I think they're going to channel that. They know what they're doing. They've got a great coach, unfortunately. I will say 34 to 17, a tough start for the Steelers. Wow, three straight 17-point appearances. Well, well, that tells you what this is going to be. One of the reasons I'm excited about it, I have no idea what's going to happen in this game. I think the Patriots win a lower-scoring game, let's say 21-20, It'll be back and forth. I think you give Bill Belichick the edge here in, in terms of he's had so much time to prepare for this game and do enough on defense to, to slow him down. Plus, no love, Bell. Did I, you say a score? 21-20. A nice, close, tight one. That would be a fun little game. Yeah. All right, there you go. That is our uh, Thursday night preview. Football's coming. Uh, let's now move on uh, to one of our favorite segments. We like to, to predict things, and, and w- what better way to, to marry a prediction with uh, victory, winning and being gallant. And that's why we invented the game. Go get my lunch, you turd. 
Hear that? Wait, let's hear it again. Oh, that, what is that hideous eating sound? Is that an apple? That's the hideous eating sound that dates back to gold standards producing the show. Oh, I thought it was something to do with... I didn't know That's what meant was. to be what a sandwich sounds oh, like when you dig yes. your mouth into a sandwich. Yeah, I, it, we used to have more of a chewing thing. Now it's a one bite, which is less uh, oppressive for the ears. I liked it better when this it was used very to be called. It used to have another bad word at the end of it, and we're still kind of trying to figure out what the right word is. That, for new listeners that haven't heard it, it's you know it's a long time game. Got a lot of oh. suggestions for go get my lunch jabroni. Oh yeah, I like that one. Solid, solid. So before we get into the. Um, predictions for the regular season let's go over the predictions uh for the preseason uh so we each had a couple of those so i'm going to pull up our favorite website gogetmylunch.org and this organization i like that i cannot (laughs) i cannot stress enough um who's wes who's the gentleman that runs this site nick fortier nick fortier the the amount of work and he's the guy knows what to do with html he's very talented he has all the props covered so you can check it out right there go get my lunch.org he has lifetime standings he breaks it down by different league events so let's go through them real quick and then get into the regular season we'll start with chris wessling um we just uh laid out one each it looks like here so chris chris wessling said Kristen michael and thomas rawls are on seahawks week one roster and uh, Wes, you almost made it. I lost. You did not. And Greg and Mark took sandwiches there. All so right. We have sandwiches for Greg and Mark and Wes uh, with an 0-2 there. Mark Sessler, uh, you said, this is a classic Sessler right here, excluding Tom Brady, at least one playoff QB from 2014 will miss week one due to injury. So you're hoping that a prominent quarterback got hurt for the benefit of your lunch. <laughs> Did not work out so far. You still have a few days left, but it looks like you're down sandwiches to the whole group. Dan, Greg, and Wes all clean up there. Yeah, I was mm. in a weird headspace. So I kind of regret that opposition. <laughs> Greg, you uh, also, uh, it looked like you kind of ripped a victory from the jaws of defeat because you said Tom Brady will start week one. What do you mean, also? I'm the only one that got one right there. At least I don't Hold know. on. I held off on that. Yeah, yes. West did West not. I bowed out. Well, that, that was very smart of you. That was, that was an onion hanger. That was. You hung some onion there and that you deserved it. And Dan and Mark owe you sandwiches as a result. And finally, the old Zeuser says that Sam Bradford will start week one. And that's looking very good. Mm. Greg, you did not take me on that, wise man. Uh, but both Wes and Mark did, so I picked up two sandwiches there. That so, was a good one. And um, I thought he would tear his ACL for a third time. We, that was the time when we, thought, we still thought Sanchez could maybe beat him out. Uh, I did get a uh, uh, Twitter um, mention from uh, our friend Nick Fortier, and he was listing uh, my top three accomplishments of my life in order. Number one was rocking out with Delaware. Number two was uh, first man to win 40 sandwiches and go get my lunch. That's number one. Number three is the birth of Walker, my son. Number three. A comfortable third place. That's weird. The birth Um, of child. So the standings for uh, the preseason, uh, Wes, you went one and three. Mm, Greg? Oh, no, one and three. One and three. Greg, you went three and one. And if you want to count... Uh, the Yankees beating the Red Sox in the season series. That's another sandwich, baby. I'm perfect. How could I get anyone wrong? I think I'm 4-0, baby. Let's see. Oh, did I? Oh, you're right. I was was counting our our baseball bet that doesn't count. I think you took over first place. In the standings, a, a good, that's a big week. For been you. a good week. Um, I bounced back, back with. On the field. I bounced back with a uh, four and one. Oof. 
And if you uh, count, and I'm counting Trent Richardson in that, Mark, you are one and six in the preseason. So <laughs> came to, you had a great uh, draft. draft. Now you've come right. down to earth a little bit. So now this is well, now a big bounce back regular season for you is on the line. I think it's predictable that I would have tailed off big time. All right. So that's where we are. Now let's go into it now. Let's, uh, let's do a little bit of a regular season uh, sandwich props. And why not start with the man, Mark Sessler, who's looking to get back on the winning side of things. All right. I'm going to start with a little bit of a prediction out of Minnesota, where Adrian Peterson will not lead the league in rushing. He's not going to lead the league in rushing? Nope. I agree with you. I don't think he will. I'll take the field. Okay. I think he will, but I'm not going. I'm not going to say in this game. There's no way I would say that. Mm. So I, I always take the field. I'm, we're all taking the field. All right, slow out of the gate. <laughs> That's why we had you do multiple ones. <laughs> um, can I get a chomp, Brandon? It gets my blood flowing. Wow. <laughs> all right, Wes, you're up. All right, real simple. Kristen Michael leads the Cowboys in rushing yards this season. That's funny. I almost went down that road. I will, I will take a sandwich on that. I'll, I'll take the field in that one as well, especially when the field has uh, underrated star Joseph Randall as part of it. Will, underrated role player. Too. I'll take you up to right. Although I think he's going to come close for the record. He's going to lead the Cowboys in rushing. Yes. But note would, that Sessler, you know, you have to put it, Nick, out there that Sessler thinks it'll be close. Well, meaningless. <laughs> wants that sort of credit. <laughs> Wes, I'll take you up on that. I All also right, take the field. All right, three of them. Because I don't know. Yeah, I mean, he's got a lot of ground to make up in the depth chart. It could change in week one. Who knows? But all right. Here we go. I'll throw my first one out there. Excuse me, guys. Here we go. Peyton Manning will throw at least 30 touchdowns. 30 touchdowns. This one's tough. Peyton mm, Manning. That's a good number to pick because that's right at a weird Thank zone. you. I'll take you up on that. Thank I you. don't know if he'll make it through the year healthy, and I think they're going to run a lot more. I'm not going to bite on that. I'm not either. I'm going to just stick with old Peyton Manning, finding a way to be okay. Why not? All right. Some cowards in the house. All <laughs> right, Greg, you're up. It wasn't that exciting. Wes, thanks for playing the game. Yep. I can't find where I wrote down my things, but I'll, I, can, I can't remember a few. All right. One to start. One to start. You need a new system. No, I wrote it down in here. Greg uh, has the Charlie Day, Charlie yes. Scratch notebook. <laughs> it's a spiral-bound notebook from 1991. It's a picture of a chicken and a fish on there. He could have the cure to cancer written on there, and no scientist would be able to make any gains for humans. The St. Louis Rams will come in, just because I want to take your sandwiches, I want more on the line with this one, will come in at le- second place or better in the NFC West. Oh, yeah, I'm all over that. I'll take that, So they got to be better than Arizona. And San Francisco, who could be good. You never know. I will take you up on that. I found it. Wait, what if they they tie for second? Second place or better. They got to be all by themselves. No tie. I'll let you. I'll let you. They have to be alone in second place, then I'll take you. Or better. Yeah. Okay. I, I got you. Let's do it. Good. I just like... So a tie doesn't like count. That's big for Dan. They got to have a... Wow, that's big for Dan. I like... Am I the only one that took it? No, I took it. I took it too. We all took it. Good. Look that, at that. that was the whole point. I that's to that's what I'm talking about. Mark, bring one this time. Let's I go. I believe right. in something. This I want some in-house. For it. This one's in-house because you know that Greg has dropped out of our 
weekly picks contest for some personal reason. I'm yeah, and sure we can why. get into that later at another point. But everyone that loves the part of the podcast where we have hero picks and we talk about oh, relax. You know, every week, you know, who do you got, who you got, all that's gone now because Greg, gone. Greg has mysteriously decided he doesn't want to pick games anymore. <laughs> it's, not, it's not gone. Five ATL writers are picking games. There's hero picks. There's all the picks. Yeah, but you were driving Any? the whole thing. How can we? How can you expect us to continue that when the boss quits? I didn't quit. I'm just no longer making picks. Mm. Okay, well, very suspicious. Yes. But now listen, I don't want you guys to take this personally because I flipped a coin to put the names in the result here. Okay. Right. It's not based on a personal belief, but I am going with this. Dan Hansis will beat Chris Wessling in our season-long picks contest. Hmm. I'll take you up on that. I mean, I guess I'll take it. I guess so. I mean, I did beat Wes last year. Wait. Wes beat me the year before. Is that right? Yes. Well, you were horrid two years ago. You were quite good last year. Right. Okay. So you, I thought we were all ta- struggling last you're year. You're not taking that because no, you no. agree with it. Oh, yeah. No, I'll, I'll win. So, yeah, I won't. Why would I pick West to beat me? I can't. I'm taking that sandwich. That way you can't. You, well, you could win That's out of the way if you take the sandwich. How about you? Well, I feel like this is a no-win uh, proposition for me. I'm, like, taking sides. Either way, I guess I'm taking sides. No, you want to take – Wes is the mailman. You know, he's a, he's a football head. He's the scientist. All that malarkey. None of that means anything in game no. picking. <laughs> take the guy that knows everything or take, you know, old regular Joe. I'm old not, I'm not. <laughs> take the guy. Take the people's champ. I'm sticking take with the, the old Take the spring of the room. Sticking with the old Wow. Mm, all right. Shout out to Wes's bow. I'll remember that. Yes. That was the whole point. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> heat and tension. See? Wes. I still got heat there. You guys did this VOD before we started the podcast. Where... What does that mean, Brandon? Video on demand. Thank you. Where you asked the question, will Kirk Cousins be removed from society by Indomitian Suing Company this week? Mm-hmm. Go get my lunch. Kirk Cousins not only stays in society in week one, but throws for at least 20 touchdowns and 3,000 yards this season. How many touchdowns? 20 touchdowns and 3,000 yards. 20 is pretty low. Hmm. But he would have to start all, you know, at least 14 or 15 games to do it. He's got some skilled players around him. He does. Nice little running game. Got some targets. Jordan Reed stays healthy. He's, He's the one quarterback the coach likes. Now uh, the coach loves Colt McCoy. I will. Well, all right. Here's the if thing: they, if he started, him in. if he started 14 games, he's getting those numbers. Right. Just about anyone does. Well, unless he plays yeah, terribly, and gets oh, he wouldn't get. Let those. me read you a list of Jay Cutler didn't get those numbers. He had he had a million touchdowns last year. Did he? He had a close million. to 30, I think. Well, I just I could see RG three not even being on this team a month from now. Yeah, but I almost see Colt McCoy as the option. Jay Cutler did. Andy Dalton, Colin Kaepernick, Cam Newton. All did not get those numbers last year. Really? They you didn't get that out some t- games. It's the touchdowns that really, that's harder. I am going to take you up on that. Yes! Uh, because I think the Redskins will ultimately be a losing team. We all had them near the bottom of our power poles. And losing teams change quarterbacks. RG3 still there, and he won't get to you got, because of that. You sold me on that. And the other reason I'm going to do this is because... Uh, Mike Shanahan once said that John Beck uh, was a man he would stake his reputation on. And Mike Shanahan also said that Kirk Cousins would be a star in this league. So that's enough for me to go the other way. I'm yeah. not – see, I think 3,000 yards is – that's not that better impressive. Better throw 3,000, yeah. And I think he's going to start 14 games probably this season. And I think that throwing 20 touchdowns with some of the wide receivers they have – they're going to be getting – they're going to be getting crushed in games. They're going to have to throw the ball a ton. 
If that alone, I, I'm not taking you up on this one. No, this was a good one. If you believe at all in Kirk Cousins, it was a good one. You got two off, two off us. What, you're not going for it? No, because I think he will achieve those numbers. I mean, I really yeah. do. It's also, Mark, you know, most people, when they throw out mm -hmm. uh, a proposition for the sandwiches, they're, like, a little disappointed if people didn't take them up. Mark loves it. No, Mark loves is just it. trying to keep as much skin out of the game <laughs> right. as That's possible. not true, not because the last... Well, wait, the reason that I got taken to town in the preseason one is I took everyone up on everything. I'm looking back on it, and I must have been on like some sort of who knows what was going this on. This is speaking of skin, I know I'll get skin on this one. If I don't, you're all cowards because I've heard the laughs and the snickers. The Jets will win more than eight games. Come on, give me three. Don't so what if don't they, turn on me so now. They have to go nine and if seven. They win yeah, eight at least games, nine wins. If they win eight games, at least nine wins for the Jets. I'll take you. I'll take you. I'll take that. That's how you hang onions, by the way. Take notes, take chances, believe in your feelings, and, and go for it. And this yeah. is one. The exact same one was thrown out there last year after week one. I don't know if you guys remember. I do the remember. The Jets this. came off a win, and it was thrown out. The Jet Jets will have a winning record, and none of us took it up. Oh, we all were like, nope, we all agree the Jets are going to be winning teams. So There's a lot of reason for hope after that. By the way, we should game. explain, you know, if it's a first-time listing, you know, there's going to be some high-octane hot sandwiches that'll be delivered if you lose these propositions absolutely that's what part of, it's a, a costly endeavor to lose a lot of sandwiches hundreds of dollars if you have a family uh, you're in big trouble greg <laughs> um you four people among our group uh picked uh, andrew luck to win the mvp i i'm gonna say go get my lunch Sa andrew luck will not even get a single mvp vote how about that i'll wow. take you up on that wait are there 50 votes is that correct there are 50 votes I will definitely. You're not take even you gonna off. get a vote, Andrew. Sorry. Wow, this is a good question. You are good at these. You seem to be zoned in on these. I banged you on the vote last thing. year, didn't I? There was one about Zimmer. Was it? It's someone yeah. on the Coach of the Year vote, and you won it. Yes, yeah. you did. You <laughs> I'll take you up on good this memory. one. Luck won't get a single MVP. I'll take you up on. So he's not gonna have a great year, and the Colts aren't gonna be very good, is what you're saying. He's going to have a good year, not a great year, and the Colts aren't going to be good. Most, you know, most years, you know, part of my thinking with this, I'll, I'll, I'll say, is most years, I mean, not a ton of people get MVP votes. It's just a couple people. Yeah. You could, I mean, you could be the fifth best player in the, in the league. I need to take I a I wrote look. that he would win because I believe it. I mean, I, enough in that he's a good situation to do right. it. To go Basically, 12 and if you wrote that and you're not taking me up on it, you're a lily-livered uh, nice. person. I got to see how many people got votes last year. Last year it was Rogers, Romo, and six people got votes, yeah, including yeah, Bobby yeah. Wagner. Luck's gonna get. Oh uh, yeah, thank you, oh, Tony Dungy. Tony Dungy having to vote really uh, <laughs> makes things a little more complicated. And Andrew Luck, yeah, Dungy could be a saving grace. We just need Bob Kravitz to come through for us. Uh, <laughs> the old this one's, I'm struggling with this one. Uh, I'll take you up on it. Okay, is that three? All three of us took you? Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. Uh, another round. Last round. Here we go. Last Mark. Round. Here is my, oh, only one here more. Is my no, final one. Let's go four rounds. Okay. Go ahead. Next one. Oh, all right. Then I'm not going to use Audio the Audio only. Right let's now. go. Let's go. How about this? Brock Osweiler will make at least one start for the Broncos this season. Another injury. An injury one again. I, it doesn't have to be from an injury. Maybe Sammy get Manning's benched? not getting the job done. I didn't know. It's going to be one I'm of them. I'm not rooting against injuries. I, well, I don't. So. On principle, I never so I'm not taking these. this. Wait. But if I. I, I guess I'm saying Peyton Manning will start 16 games. Oh, yeah, so you're then on the you, side of I am taking the sandwich. Yeah. On principle, I have to On principle, it. I will take it as well. Okay. So much principle in this Yeah, no. We're, we're, what gentlemen these people are. 
we're principled individuals. Yeah, I oh, believe yeah. in morals. I believe in the right way to do things. Oh yeah, we're we're two so of the classic. So another season of Mark r rooting for an iconic quarterback to get hurt. I didn't say hurt. Business. I think that Brock Osweiler, who the team seems to really like, you think Peyton Manning's gonna get benched? If this the year. Broncos ever ever really struggled, I could see them putting him out there for one game. Or. Or they could go 14 and one, and they could sit him in the last week. There you go. It's it could happen through multiple Ooh. ways. It's not specific, so that's well, pretty unlikely. Now he played a couple series. Wait, probably. you have a vet, you have a 40 year old quarterback. You want to rest him in week 17 when you sealed up the AFC West? He would. He Bang, would sandwiches. He a couple yeah, I didn't even consider that. <laughs> <laughs> I All right, Wes, are well, you going to do that? I'm or not? not taking that. I I don't have any kind of read on injuries. I can't predict that. No one can. So, I'm Nobody not, can. I'm not taking. And yet it keeps coming up in this game. Wes, you're up. It's not an injury base. <laughs> All right, hang with me here. Brandon Cooks has more touches between catches and runs than the next two Saints wide receivers or tight ends combined. That's interesting. That's complicated. Well, just to figure out, do you more think Brandon touches. Cooks will have 100 touches or 90 touches? And the next two guys are going to be sitting there in the 40s and 30s. That's for you to find out. So like, Saints, wide receivers, and tight ends, you said? Yeah. The so next Josh two, Hill, Benjamin Watson, Watson Colston, Colston, Brandon Coleman. Brandon Coleman. Hakeem from the tight Mix, end, possibly? I have no problem from the, that with the tight end angle. And it's just you have to – some wide receiver would have Plus to. Plus you're counting touches. You know, you're trying to be sneaky with the old touches. But I he think, might get an end around or a jet sweep I think it's going to sneak ten backfire on you because that makes me less – it makes me want to take it less. Who's going to have the most catches on the Saints really is what it probably comes down to. Easy right? Cooks should by a lot. Yeah. But who is the third guy? Because Colston, let's give him 60. Spiller? Eh, is that the wide receiver? Wide receiver tight ends. Well, it basically said we don't believe it, Josh Hill. I just like action, so maybe I will take it. Let's Come just... on, take it! I won't take this one. Mm. So I think he'll lead the team catches. I will not take the it. Next, he has to double the next two. I, I want to look at how many, how many runs has Brandon Cooks had. I think well, he had oh, like he has to double the next two. They were using him last he has year to that have way. More than the next Oh, I will take that, Wes. I'll more take than that. The next I'm sorry. Combined. Yep, I will take that. He had seven runs last year. That's pretty significant for this. Mm. It's good to keep sure in mind. you don't want any of this action? No. <laughs> what do you have action on so far, Mark? Now, I don't know. I don't keep, that's that's uh, running go back. get my lunch.org's job. I don't do His that. His name thing. is Nick Fortier. Uh, He's a wonderful guy. So this doesn't count running back uh, rece receptions or anything. No. No. It's, no, no running backs are not involved because you can't do touches with them. I mean, they're going to have 300. I, I, I'm taking mine back. What? I don't want to do it. Oh, it you lily-livered. Yeah. I'll stay with you, Wes. Take All it. right, good. Taking it back. Dan going down to the store, buying some sandwiches. I never would have thought Greg would back out <laughs> Listen, on a sandwich. Listen, Mark, if I'm going to play the game, I'm going to play the All game. Right, I don't sure. like that you're, uh, you know, impugning my integrity. I am, I am a man of integrity. As Reel him back in! <laughs> I'll go back. Reel him in! Too easy. All right, no, here we go. The AFC North will only have one playoff team. No wild cards out of the old North. I will take you up on that. All right, here we go. Here's mine. This is about... Um, yeah, that was that not a real one? Oh, that is a real one. I've got three onions just sitting here on the table. Three straight onion hangers, and you're all going it's for all of them. It's stinky in here because there's so many I'm onions I'm kind of jealous of that question. All right, here we go. Mark, this is about the team that you are on a separation from. The Cleveland Browns. <laughs> Greg, throw, Greg threw one out. What? Yeah, he threw oh, one I, out. I, I he skipped you. Turn. You know, we go audio only, and the whole thing falls what apart. What did you say? I said the AFC North will only have one playoff team. I didn't. I, I thought I was next. I'm taking you up on that. No, then we'll go to Dan's question. I won't take you on that. All right. I mean, it's a bad question anyway. Was, I'm not, just I'm not jealous of the question. <laughs> I'm not taking it. All right, only Mark. 
Sorry, Dan. Oh, look at Mark takes no chances. <laughs> nice job. You're on fire now. All right, here we go. The, the uh, Browns mark a team that you have no connection with anymore, so this won't bother you at all. Not, not in the least. The Cavs will win three games before the Browns. All right, here's the breakdown of the schedule. The Cavs open their season on 10-27, October 27th. They play their third game on October 30th. And just for your knowledge, they've played eight games by uh, 11-10, just so you know. Browns open the season, of course, on uh, September 13th. And they will have played seven games by the time the Cavs play their third game. So the Browns basically have seven games to get to three wins. Uh, the well, Cavs, Cavs have to go like, undefeated. Cavs roll 3-0, uh, but it can go as long as it can go into almost mid-November, potentially, if the Cavs get out of the gate slow. Before, before the Cavs ever play a game, the Browns have matchups against the Titans, Raiders, and Rams. Mm. Well, along with the Jets. And the Jets. And the Jets. Tenth best team. Oh, that's a loss. You already said they're losing 35-6. to their bye week is uh, week 11 November after November 15th, so they would have to get three wins by then. They'd have to be at least three and seven. Probably need to get to three and six to win this, win this one. Mm. That's I, I, I will... You are a factory of you sadness! Yeah, you are a are factory you of sadness! You are a factory of sadness! <laughs> the Cavs. Text me none. <laughs> You're on the Cavs side. Yes. I agree with you. I will go the Browns will win the, the Browns side. He's already coming back. He's coming back. Number one, that doesn't make them good. They'd be, what, three and five, three and six or something? They got to get the three and six. Although there's a They'll win one game they shouldn't win and two games they should. That's not. If, if you said four, I don't think I'd do it. But three, you got me. I had it originally in my mind as four, and then I said, I got to push a bet. I think we've done this question before because it remains remains interesting because it's it's a a weird weird one. Craig? I'm not going to take it. Hmm. It'll be two and six or something like that. Hmm. Lily liver. So, did you take it? I did not. Mark took back-to-back. Oh, yeah. All right, so now I'm flying. He's on little, an island. Your little comfortable narrative starting to crumble. You're in his head. <laughs> All right, last time <laughs> around. Here we go. Here's my last one. Sorry, Greg, but the Patriots will miss the playoffs for the first time since 2008. Oh, that's a good one. Good for you, Mark. I'll, I'll take you on that. Good job. Yeah, Plus I'm taking considering it. it. I'm taking it. Come on. Yeah, that's something weird's going to happen. Powerful. I just feel it. An injury, perhaps? No, I don't know. Just something strange. Well, it's a better chance of happening than trading Tom Brady to the Browns, like you said a couple well, times. Well, that was a gutsy one, too. <laughs> Look at the narratives crumbling on all fronts. I have two questions that I really want to ask. Can I do an extra one? Sure. Sure, Wes. All right. Well, let me throw out this one first. Yeah. Jameis Winston is benched, flat out benched, at least once. Could be in-game, could be for an entire Mm. game. In-game. That's tricky, because how do you know what's the difference? For performance, not for injury. They can't cite an injury whatsoever. What if they're down 37 to 12 and he's played bad and it's the middle of the fourth quarter? Does that count as getting benched? To me, that's not necessarily a benching. You know what I mean? It has to be for performance reasons. I'll tell you what. I'm not. It's a good question. I'm not going to take you because this is the worst offensive line of football, and I think even just for his psyche, they might have to do this at some point. And you've got an okay backup in Mike Glennon, so I see him getting benched. I'll take you on that. Ooh, nice. I will not take you on that one. Wow. That was a good one. 
I'll take you. They're gonna Let's try to hang some down. onion at these last ones. I hope uh, you know. Hope everybody's hungry. I use my down. onion hanger. Okay, that's good. All right, Wes, I'm gonna go back to a well. You last didn't even season. Listen to my last question, Dan. No, I liked it. It was you know, only one team <laughs> only in the AFC team. North no make the playoffs. Card. It's you know, not imaginative. <laughs> In-house ombudsman. Uh, you just literally used the same question that someone else came up with. That's right. I can't believe it. No, literally, tweaked. you just copied like K. Rich or someone. Totally tweaked it. It was a tweak. All right, here we go, uh, Wes. I came close on this one last year. I'm getting a little reinforcement this year. J.J. Watt. I'm going to join him up with Jadavian Clowney coming back from microfracture surgery. We'll have more sacks combined than Von Miller and Demarcus Ware. I oh, want you get this Clowney one. too. I got Clowney too. Wait, what? Uh, I'm not taking no that. I'm not that. taking. You guys that. all What's think the opposite of an onion hanger. That that, that was that like was a. a- Wait, well, all you guys all of a sudden think Jadavian Clowney is going to be the South Carolina guy? He well, walks I, with a limp, yeah, for Christ's sake. J.J. Watt, the best player in the league. All he needs is like four sacks out of Clowney, and you're up to like 25 sacks. That means Ware and Miller yeah, that have was, to both get double. Ah. That was a diced tomato from the huddle hanger. I, mean, <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a good one, so I stand it's by. It's interesting. I, I, I thought about it, but... I, you know, I didn't have to think too hard about it. You throw any live body out there next exactly. to J.J. Watt. I would Watt. say J.J. Watt and you know, anyone on the Texans. and, and Brian Cushing? Take my chances. Well, he's not going to get sacked. I know. That's what I'm saying. I'm Maybe someone that Sacked him and the quarterback. All right, first of all, you're not well, going to go. Second of all, you don't want to fight me. Third of all, <laughs> I'm the man. I'm the man. That's true. You don't I always want to add him just for that reason. All right, uh, Greg. Why? Well, I don't really. I don't know if this is an onion hanger. I'll throw out the one I mentioned uh, before. Austin Davis. I'll just go. Austin Davis starts more games than Johnny Manziel for the Browns. Oh, why don't you throw in McCown and make it a real onion hanger? I don't believe that though. I, I think they like Austin Davis, um, and there's really nothing we've seen from the other Browns quarterbacks that suggests that all three won't play. And you could be talking about three games versus two, but I'll take you up. Why not? I'll take you. I'll take you. I think I could lose those. I mean, you you love Austin Davis. They've started three quarterbacks in like four of the last seven years. Right. So they'll so all maybe get a start. And finally, that, that last one. The first round pick. Chris Wessling. All right. I throw some onions out here. Tavon Austin. His first two years. His rookie year, 569 yards from scrimmage. His second year, 466 yards from scrimmage. Tavon Austin goes over 1,000 yards from scrimmage this year. Okay. I will take you up on that. That's hanging the onions. That's not that crazy. That's like his first two years combined. Finally breaks out. Interesting. A thousand yeah. yards. Well, it's service. also in theory the first year during his career that they have a plugged-in starting quarterback. I this mean, is a player whom Roto World does not believe is a corporeal entity. Well, he doesn't even exist. Don't take that out on us. But if he has like 850 yards receiving and 175 rushing, people aren't going to be saying, "Wow, that Tavon Austin." So it's not that high of a bar, you know? What he I'm had saying? 200. 20-something yards rushing last year, I believe. Okay, so he'll probably get that. I'm not taking you because I think that's... that's yeah, really? I, I, I thought for sure you would all take this. He's not, he's not going to have 1,000 yards. What have we seen in his first two years to suggest he's going to He could have 200 rushing, 800 receiving on a team with no wide receivers. He's never even played 50% of the snaps. He disappears for months at a time. This is a no-brainer. you got to you know take what? this They're one. a better run team. They're not. They're going to be able to do more with him. <laughs> yeah. They've got Nick Foles <laughs> over a bunch of nobodies. I don't think that Nick Foles is anything special, but I think that could break an arm tackle to save his life. They're not going to put him out Schott on the field. Ryan not there. West and he's a first round of pick a trying to car break salesman. You got to take this deal. It's a great deal. Yeah, they're not going to pay him. They've got studs like Brian Quick and Stedman Bailey. Well, but wait a minute. You believe he's going to do it? It makes sense that you think he will. You think he's going to do it? 
Of course. Of course, I threw my onions out there. Well, I don't think he's going to do it. All right. Uh, taking you. Dan's I'm taking you. it. Yeah. Are you taking it? I'm taking it. I think he will do it. Mm. I don't it, think it's that special. This is a one-time deal. You got to take this right now. You never know. I'm not cheating. <laughs> when you have a Hall of Famers like Stedman Bailey on the roster, you don't, Cincinnati you, don't you don't play table. Hey, look, I'm just telling you what Roto World told me. Irishman. You got one. I mean, every time behind the glass, you got to let the producer throw one out there. He's destined to lose. Mm. He, he or she, there's never been a winning uh, go-get-your-lunch proposition by the producer. Can you break the streak? I hope so. I'm thinking with DeMarco Murray leaving Dallas, I want to say Tony Romo has more passing yards than Eli Manning. So last year, Romo had 37.05, and Eli had 44.10. That's right. You said Hank Simonian. So By the way, it's the, the first Hank. time the guy behind the glass doesn't ask something completely insane. That is the, one of the I'll, better uh, producer questions. I'll take you up on this because Romo's missing at least one game. I'll take you up to. I'll take you up to. Good question. I'm not taking you up on this. I'd take Romo over Eli. Romo will have more yards than Eli. Correct. You know how bad that Giants defense is. Eli's throwing from behind every game. That's fair. That's a good point, but I'm still not taking. I don't think Romo will have more. See, so, hey, that you say good ones when they split. Yeah, yeah. no, that's a great one. So right. Greg's the only one who took that? No, I took it. Nope. No, Ooh. three of you guys took it. He said Oh, Romo. Greg's the only one who didn't take it. Yes. Okay. Romo will throw more than Eli, he's saying. No. Yeah, I'm, I'm going with Eli. Eli will throw more than I agree, yeah. All right, there you go. There it is. That's it. Those are the, the wagers are in. The propositions, excuse me, uh, Nick Fortier. <laughs> Uh, we'll uh, compute them in the old... Uh, I like that uh, one of the traditions of this game org. is that we never get Nick Fortier's name correct. Well, I, I imagine <laughs> Nick Fortier, like in a padded cell, screaming that, It's Fortier! It's Fortier! Hey, I don't, by the way, if you're in, a, in the U.S. jail system, you're not running websites for the most part. <laughs> He's in jail? All right. Well, Dan suggested that. I, don't I didn't say he was in jail. I don't it was just think like he was, he was driven insane by his name being oh, mispronounced. Fair. All right, so that's it for... Tuesday's edition of the Around the NFL podcast. We will be back on Thursday night with the big recap of week one's kickoff game. And we'll get into a preview of all the games for Sunday and Monday. So get excited. Dan Hans is signing off for the Quiet Storm, the mailman, the boss, and Brandon behind the glass. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. 
Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.